What up? What's up, bro? <clears throat> you ready? Man, I'm ready. Okay. And Behold the king, the king of kings. There is only one. Time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the game, and I you play it all about control. And if you can take it, all about your death. And if you can play it, it's all about pain. And who's gonna make it? I am the game, you don't wanna play me I am control, no way you can shake me I am heavy debt, no way you can pay me I am the pain, and I know you can't take me Look over your- And welcome to another episode of Commission Co. I am uh, your host, the Commish. Joining me as you, per usual is Drew. What's cracking? What's going on? How you been? Good man, how about you? How do you uh how do you feel being back on the, the podcast like a fish out of water or what? You know what? Somewhat, man. Somewhat. You back Some... in your natural habitat or what? Um probably take me a few a few shows. A few shows. Yeah, to kind of get to get used to you know, get some kind of schedule schedule down, get used to it again. Get that that podcast rust off. Yeah, exactly. That podcast. Yep, that's what it is. Just to get the get into the. It's like ring Kind of get into the flow of things, you know. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I'm pretty sure everybody else too got to get back in the the swing of you know, tuning in and all that. Well, <coughs> probably, probably the biggest feat is you know kind of staying consistent with it and actually doing it every single week. So. Hmm. True that, true that. I guess that's something. Uh, maybe that's something to to, to work on, and it, it's it should be easier now. So, yeah, I mean, you know, things are they're not normal yet, or you know, they're not. You know, I don't know if they'll ever be normal again, but we're getting better. Like, I think slowly. Have you heard of any new cases? I don't even. I don't even look out. I don't even look out for new cases anymore. <clears throat> I really don't. I mean, dude, me too. That's why I like I just ask people because, like, man, you don't even know what to believe out there, bro. You know. And for those of us who uh, listened last time, it's been about what? It's been about three, four weeks, or three weeks, probably. It seems like a while. Yeah, probably. So probably the last time you listened to us, we're uh, we're all still in our stay at home kind of deal you know don't go out unless unless you have to which you know whatever um yeah i i really i think it's been about it's been about since the last time but i really stopped stopped paying attention like i had been for months because i was just like you know what i was just like yeah i'm i'm over it i really am i mean it seems like we're already you know in the thick of it if not like you know, coming out. So, I mean, really just, you know, kind of stay consistent with the cleanliness and, you know, hopefully everything it will be all right. And, uh, yeah, it will. I mean, I don't know. It will. I mean, I think the, the big, the biggest, the biggest thing is just, I mean, just like you're saying, you don't know what to believe, but it just, 
it's it's more along the lines of people who I guess well for me is for people who don't know what the hell they're talking about who are just spewing out all this misinformation to other people and it's just like it's like a never ending battle with them and that's why that's why I kind of got to the point where I was like you know what I just I ain't gonna say anything to anybody anymore like y'all just believe what you want to believe but you know yeah. Man, you know, it is weird because um like uh one of the whenever I had listened to that podcast with Elon Musk, the second one, you know, he was talking about how he felt like um, you know, the numbers were a lot higher than uh than you I mean, uh, the numbers they're they're making them seem a lot higher than they actually are. <clears throat> and like he was bringing up like that, you know, the fact that, you know, if you get COVID-19, you're in the hospital, but let's say you have another ailment that is like a fatal one, you know, like it's somebody can die from like a heart attack or liver failure. But if it turns out that you have that while you're in the hospital with all the other shit going on and you, you pass, like, you know, they'll go ahead and just put it on the death certificate that it was the virus that killed you. And, you know, whenever he, the way he put it, I was like, damn, I mean, but like that serious though, like if you are in the hospital for a heart attack, would they do that? And what's crazy is a customer uh, was talking to me today and he said that he had knew somebody like in their family. I guess they were in the hospital for like liver failure, or some liver damage or something. And while they were there, they ended up getting COVID. And yeah, that uh, they officially uh, put it down as a COVID death. But I mean, liver failure got down. That's pretty much well, that's a death. That's death right there. They do it for uh, they they do it for one for one reason and one reason only. <clears throat> Federal money. Hmm. You know what? You okay? And he was talking about that also. Like, okay, like yeah, and because like the the doctors, you know, the one even though there are some spots where it's heavy heavily like occupied by patients, there's a lot of hospitals that are like under under capacity and like they don't have enough to pay the people that are working there even the doctors and like the way he explained it is like you know they can either bear the brunt of it and lay a lot of people off or they can check mark a little box that says yeah they got this many that many covid deaths and they send them like a check to like you know keep it up and running i guess or to help out yeah that's i mean that's the only reason they do because uh <clears throat> You know, there a lot. Well, pretty much the whole country. The way, the way these hospitals prepared for this. I mean, if you want to call it a pandemic, go ahead. The way they prepared for this issue was they compared it. They 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 ran it like it was New York, and New York was bad. You know, it was really bad. I mean, it still kind of is, and so that's why all these hospitals overstaffed these doctors they call these nurses even nurses that have retired call them back in you know just to because they thought well if it, if it happens like that in new york it's going to happen like that all over the country which is false because you know if you know one thing about new york it's like it's like a city it's like a big friggin you can compare it to like a can of sardines you know it's just people stacked Dude, along yeah. on top of like, people and people they got like they have way more people in New York than in Houston 
uh, talking about like New York the city and the size comparison is like Jesus like even the whole state of New York is like very very small but their population is like some of the biggest like yeah it's real dense it's real dense with people you know I mean if you think about it everybody 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 walks together walks to work you know same time together everybody rides these subways together you know these uh, apartments these places where they live you know I don't know if you ever um read up on how new york used to be um back in the early 1900s 1800s which it still kind of is like this but they they were called tenements where they get little living quarters like not even like i don't know three feet by four feet whatever and family back in there and you know sleep and all that and apartments you know of course now you got apartments which have more space but it's still the same kind of idea where they just pack people into these buildings and you know so it's just stacks and stacks of people and they prepared like it was like like we don't it's gonna hit us like that and which it, it, it wasn't it wasn't gonna hit us like that you know so and i don't know it's just for me um with the weather the way it is also people don't pay attention a lot of people don't pay attention to the science and that's where mm. a lot of misinformation comes from. They don't pay attention to the science. They pay attention to people who don't know what they're talking about. People who want to create mass hysteria, which what does the media do? You know, they, they need, they need headlines. And so, mm. you know, they, 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 they can make a, you know, they can make a, a cut on the arm seem like, you know, your arm needs to get uh, amputated when in all actuality, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's just a cut on the arm, dude. Like, you know, calm down. So that's what people feed into. A lot of these people who watch news all the time, you know, read the paper all the time, or, you know, they just, <clears throat> they're not, they don't want to pay attention to the science of it. And that's where, that's where a lot of people are going wrong. Do you feel like, uh, do you feel like the government should just, you know, open the gates and just kind of just let people like just the normal process of people who are getting sick, you know, just let them go to the hospital or stuff like that. Well, they, they don't, they, I mean, you know, there's probably going to be some people, if anybody listens to this, that might not agree with me or, you know, not going to like what I'm going to say, but I mean, Hey, this is what it is. Everybody's, um, you know, capable person who could think for themselves. Opinion. Yeah. But yes, I think they should because the simple fact is the virus isn't going anywhere. Okay, it's it's mm-hmm. it's here to stay. Now, what it's gonna it's gonna have some it's, it's gonna influx, of course, just like the flu would, just like common colds would, and whatnot. You know, and it's just something that we're gonna have to learn to deal with. You know, and now the science the science on a virus is as time passes on, it mutates it doesn't mutate to a stronger virus. It mutates into a weaker virus. That's just the science behind the virus. You know, this, this thing is mm-hmm. not from Mars. It's not from outer space. You know, it's, it doesn't, it has yeah. to play by a certain set of rules. You know, it's just, it's just the way it is. So, I mean, I was listening to a doctor being interviewed and uh, I mean, she was talking about how like, like COVID like that's like a whole family of viruses right there. Yeah. And like the 19 is what, you know what I'm saying? And 
so it's like these are all just mutations of each other like in the same family and yeah she did bring that up like you know because i was wondering like what about like this covid one and covid four that she's talking about i think that's but the, like those is, have isn't that the year because isn't covid 19 mean like 2019 i believe uh maybe maybe like the first covid is like 2001 or something like that and okay yeah i didn't even realize that i was wondering i was like damn because i don't th- is the 19th virus no or? no i don't think i don't think there's a covid 14 or covid 15 or covid 16 or there might be one for okay, like a cool. that came out that a new virus in 2012 for so covid 12 but you know i believe the 19 stands for 2019 that's when it was introduced into the world and was What's crazy is she was even calling it SARS COVID nineteen. Like whenever she was talking about it, she was talking, just referring to all of them as SARS COVID, whatever, you know, particular one. But she was saying that yeah, they got like they're weaker. Like you know, if you if you get those these viruses now, it's a lot weaker than I guess this new mutated nineteen. Yeah, I mean it's it's true. And the SARS is is something like it's a respiratory, you know. Um, ordeal um so that's why they're saying that's why they're saying SARS um but I mean look people are going to die regardless regardless of whatever happens whatever they're going to die that's just that's just the facts that's just how you know it works we're not invincible we're not we don't have a bubble wrap around us you know it's it's just how the human, you know, human circle of life, whatever you want to call it, works. Um, now, if you're if you're more susceptible to catching this, yeah, you should probably stay inside. You should probably stay home. You should probably go out a lot less. You know, that's a given. You know, but should we? No, I agree. You know, should we? Should we continue to shut down the the country? No, you know, it's affecting. You know, it's affecting the the economy you know it's affecting livelihoods you know it's 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 just it's affecting everything and so you know we need to learn that hey you need to learn to to get the facts on this thing know what it does you know because i could tell everybody here in corpus and i've even got into some like disagreements on facebook when i'm trying to tell these people look this is what happens and of course some of them are just like oh now now it's gonna it's going to burn us all to hell. You know, we're all going to burn to the ground or some sort of shit, you know, but yeah, it cannot, viruses cannot survive above 75 degrees Fahrenheit. It cannot. And it also cannot survive above 20% humidity. Well, here in South Texas. God damn. <laughs> For real. In Corpus, dude, we, we're the hot spot, sweaty spot. Man. Yeah, well, then that's, that's just literally, that's just pretty much all of Texas from, you know, period. It's just, you know, it's, some places are more humid than others, yes. But, I mean, yeah, here, I mean, come on. It, it cannot survive more than, I think it's a minute in this weather. After, you know, once it gets, because during that time, it's getting up to a minute. The... First off, the humidity is bogging it down, so that that humidity is going to drop it to the ground. You know, it cannot flow in the mm-hmm. air with that. While it's doing that, that sun and that heat is going to tear up that protein coating around it that protects it, and then the heat alone is going to tear that nuclei, which is the middle piece of that virus. It's going to tear it apart to where it kills it. Shit. 
You know what I'm saying? I was wondering too about it because I think I did hear uh, or actually see a little like headline, a little thumbnail real quick. I didn't click on it, but it said that something about the, the virus, the, the COVID-19 does good in the heat, like in hot weather. But I didn't click on it to see like, you know, the details. They're saying like how good it does, you know, because, okay, like if, if it does good and it survives in 75 degree, I mean, it gets up to 90 sometimes more here so mm-hmm. we're you there know, we're yeah. there already i mean this is this is yeah you know then so. so that's and this is why they say well there might be a spike in september i wouldn't say september because september is we're actually fucking hotter than may september it gets up there at one one fifteen like it gets freaking hot in september the way the way our years have been yeah dude so october maybe but i mean and no, one other thing people don't understand is uh, herd immunity, which works like a vaccine. Okay, uh, let's say you're—I don't know—your neighborhood. Y'all are really close. Everybody goes outside a lot. Y'all are around each other a lot. Barbecues, block parties, whatever. Um, okay, let's say there's 50 people on this block. Five of those, five of y'all, are real susceptible to cats and things. Okay, so out of that, that's 45 of y'all who can are healthy, you know, you're able to, you know, let's say you catch a thing, you're not going to, nothing bad's going to happen to you, you're not going to die. Um, so let's say 35 to 40 of you end up catching this around the same time. Well, once that time passes, that 14 days or whatever, or when you get better, um, chances are after that, and, or, and you don't interact with those other 10 or 15 Chances are, if that virus enters into that neighborhood again, and one of those 35 catches it, you're actually blocking because you you have an antibody because you had it, which means your body can fight it and kills it right away once it enters your body. You're actually protecting those other ones, especially the five who are more susceptible to dying because if they get it. You know, that's just, just exactly how a vaccine works, you know, and uh, yeah, you uh, you build the antibodies for it after like you have it, you know, and I've gotten into little disagreements with people that are like, oh, no, herd immunity. That's just no, we should. That's wrong. And it, that takes a long time. And I'm like, it doesn't take a long time. You know, and yeah, it, 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 it would take maybe with this if, it, if this is as uh, contagious as they say it is. It'll take less than a year for people to build herd immunity. And they're just like, oh, no, that's just wrong. We're just telling people to get sick. And I'm like, look, look, lady, you know, this this has been going on for ages. You know, I've seen pictures. Of, yeah, I've seen pictures of like little look like it's, it's, it's crazy. Like little Indian boys were and, and the adults were the adult has this big, long stick that's real skinny. And it's, mm. you know, they they stick it in the kid's nose and they like spit. Oh yeah. Spitting this thing. So that way the kid gets it and they do this to the rest of the kids or whatnot. So that way they build herd immunity. And so a lot, I, a lot of these people don't get it. You know what I mean? Dude, I actually heard about that. I forgot completely about that. I heard about that, like probably a few, few or two weeks ago, maybe. And, uh, shit and you know what that reminds me as like today a customer was telling me that you know here in corpus there's places that are doing like testing you know i thought that 
as far as I heard that, you know, they really only test you if you feel like you have the symptoms. I didn't think that they're at that level yet where, you know, you can just go and get it checked out. Like, so, well, the, yeah, the, but they're saying that, you know, oh, what? No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, but they're saying that, uh, like, I thought they would take blood, but they're not doing blood. Like, you have to pay more for that. So he said that they're sticking, like, a Q-tip up your nose. But he said, like, far, yeah. like, <laughs> he said they're, like, scraping his brain. That's, that's And I guess that's how they test yeah, it. Yeah, that's, well, that's what they've been doing pretty much from the beginning, from the beginning of all this. That's that's the way they've been testing people. Um, you, you can go to, like. Damn, yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's videos where people have been sent to go get tested, and yeah, that's what. Yeah, I mean, they say it's it's uncomfortable, of course, but I mean, it doesn't hurt. Hurt it doesn't really hurt you. Um, yeah. You can go to, like the Quest Labs, or you can go to these little labs around town, and you could pay for you could pay for yourself to get tested, you know. But there, there's all kinds, you know. And um, speak, you know, and you know, speaking of herd immunity, they were. They they were doing this in during even during the Revolutionary War, George Washington was doing this. You know he was there was a during the Revolutionary War there was there was an issue with smallpox that was going that was happening. Well, in order to protect, in order to protect his troops, what they did was the person who had got smallpox. What they did was they they gave everybody a cut on their hand. That person with the smallpox went around touching everybody Ooh. with a cut. Where that cut is, and so what turned out, what happened, of course, was those troops ended up catching smallpox, but then they got better, and from there they built herd immunity for the rest of the troops. You know, oh shit, okay, yeah. So this has been going on for ages, dude. I mean, ages upon ages upon until they found out how to create a vaccine and whatnot. So I mean, I wouldn't doubt it if there's a vaccine out by October. I know a lot of a lot of people out there say no, there's not going to be, but they've already been working on this for quite some time. The FDA, you know, the CDC, you know, and even you know the president, the government, they're not going to let, they're not going to allow these uh, scientists or whoever's testing them to go run tests for another eight months. No. They're, they're speeding up the process, you know, cutting corners somewhat, but speeding up the process to get this going to where they can get to a vaccine before it starts getting cold, really cold, because that's when the viruses thrive. When it gets cold, viruses can, that's how they build that protein coat and stay alive for days mm. upon days. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess at least... If that if it were to get all the way into the cold months, you know, we're more especially here in Corpus, we're more likely to stay inside anyway if it's cold. Yeah, true. And uh, you know, and also right. look, you know, nobody comes nobody comes to Corpus to drive through Corpus. Like, I mean and that's true. You know, you gotta think about it. Nobody's like coming to Corpus, no one's driving through Corpus to go to El Paso, Laredo, or even the Valley or San Antonio or whatever. No, they might be driving you know, on the whatever side of Corpus or right beside Corpus or whatnot. So, you know, we're we're off in a little corner where it's not going to really affect us like it is maybe in Dallas it would or Houston maybe or more up north probably it would it would affect people. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say. Like it's, I mean, it is what it is. We're gonna. 
Yeah, man. I mean, I'm at that level too, like, you know, where I do get it, get the feeling like, man, you know, maybe we should just, you know, for sure put out the PSAs saying that, look, if you got this, this and that, you know, if you fall under any of these qualifications, we're telling you, not forcing you, but telling you you're highly likely to get COVID and with your conditions, it could kill you. But other than that, you know, I do get the feeling that maybe we should just kind of like open things up. It's time for people to start acting responsible. You know, adults start acting like adults. And, uh, you know, I think at first, like, I don't blame them for doing this quarantine slash lockdown, whatever. But I think maybe like they should kind of realize that as well. Like, maybe we might be better off just letting it happen, you know, and just take care of the people who do end up getting sick still. Yeah, but I agree. And if and if <clears throat> if you happen to get it, do not. I repeat, do not get on one of those. Uh, oh, what are those machines called? Damn it! It, it already uh, left my left me. Um, ventilator. Yeah, do not get on the ventilator. Like, I absolutely do not, because what that does is, once you get on that ventilator. That's like you're telling your body to give up and not fight it because this thing's gonna fight it, which is not the way to go. You you want to breathe. You want your body to know that it has to fight this. So you get you mm-hmm. know stay off of that ventilator. Do not get, do not get on the ventilator. That's the worst thing that you could possibly do. So that's crazy. Like these little things we're finding out, like. No ventilator, like no ibuprofen, or was it ibuprofen? Uh, no, I think it was. Was it ibuprofen? I think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because that's like a fever reduced. Like it's like literally the first thing you might think about. Like if you come down with those symptoms, yeah, I think aspirin's okay, Advil, but no, I think the ibuprofen just makes it worse somehow. I don't know. I don't know how, but yeah, you don't want you don't want to do that. So keep away from the ibuprofen folks. And if you heard it here, if you do end up getting sick, God forbid, you know, stay off that ventilator. Get your information from a credible source. Um, you know, don't go around. Don't be that fear monger where you're trying to strike fear into everybody or because you have no life. And so you're just going to talk about this and try to scare the shit out of people because and try to make it out to be where we're all turning into zombies when that's not the case at all. we got a few of those <laughs> at work. So <laughs> one in sure particular was there tonight, but anyways, um, <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and get into the keepers folks. Um, uh, now keepers, uh, as everybody found out, they were of course, or knew they were due this past Friday night. Um, now into now, there's also there with these keepers. There's a there's the penalty of when you drafted them, it's going to cost you a draft pick or a, a draft pick. Yeah, for the round above it, you know. So meaning, if you drafted somebody in the fifth round last year, if you want to keep them for this year, it's going to cost you a fourth round pick. And you, you can keep them up to three years. So most people, some people are on their second year. I think there's one person who we're going to get into first, probably that I believe she's on her third year with this player. So after this year, she can't keep him anymore. Um, 
You're out of now, here, buddy. What makes it uh, what makes it interesting this year is a lot of these keepers that were that were kept from the initial year. Well, all of them from the initial year are getting they're still people still had they're getting thrown back in the pot for the draft. So there's a lot of tough decisions coming up. Just you know, is it really worth it to keep a certain person? Be, you know, over taking your chances in the draft because this draft. It's going to have a lot more draft capital, meaning a lot more value than the past uh, two years, like as because there wasn't as much talent available in the draft. So, um, I was even, I was talking to my brother about this the other night. You know, I was like, "Look, this. I mean, it's 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 honestly wide open this year. I mean, it really is. It's it could go any which way with these. You know, with um, a lot of these players going getting thrown back in. So." Um, to kick things off, we're gonna, I'm going to go ahead and get started with uh, Mama's Boys. Now, Mama's Boys also has the first pick in the draft. Um, <laughs> so she's, I, I, I'm looking for her to, get, to have a rebound year this coming year. Um, I know she's been a little busy the past few years, so she really couldn't concentrate like she normally would in the past. But I think this year she's going to, you know, she's going to step up. But with her keepers, um, now one of her keepers uh, was is Juju Smith-Schuster. I, I believe she's on her third year with him, so this is this is the final year she can keep him. I, I got to check her just just to make sure. I don't want to give her. I don't want to tell her that I'm wrong, but it's going to cost her her second round <laughs> pick this year. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have that written down here. Um, he didn't have the best of years last year. That's a pretty hefty price. I said he didn't have the he best was. of years last year. Yeah, I mean, the, the Steelers, shoot, the whole team didn't really. But uh, you know what's crazy, though, is like a lot of people who are, you know, making predictions and all that or, you know, other football, mm-hmm. fantasy footballers, they're kind of, you know, they want to keep him around. Like, they got some faith in him. You know, I don't know if I do, but – you know, I've heard that at least more well, than I once. Think, I think the quarterback situation had a lot to do with it with the Steelers. You know, Ben, you know, Big Ben, he, you know, he got That's hurt, true. what, second or third game. So, after that, he was, you know, he was out for the for the year. They, they You know, they, they were – their backup um, and their third string were just complete garbage. I mean, they were <laughs> – no, the, the only thing that kept them in, in the in the playoff picture was the defense. So yeah, and yeah, the only time the only time they talked about him was whenever he got into that that Jason Garrett business with oh, the Browns. God, yeah, Jesus, um, that was oh. it Jason, not not Jason Garrett. It's uh. Oh yeah, why did I say Jason Garrett? That's the freaking yeah. I'm like Jason coach. Garrett. Um, yeah, Miles, Miles, Miles is it Miles? Wait, no. Yeah, Miles I like, Garrett. Jason okay, Garrett. Cool. I was like, well, what did he do? Right. <laughs> you didn't see him, bro? He got into a fight with the with freaking uh, Mason. What's his name? No, yeah, yeah, no. I, I saw it. Mason Rudolph. That was a backup. Yeah, no, no, no yeah, Mason Rudolph. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't want to get two names in no, the no, wrong. No, goddamn. I'm like, what is it? all he does is clap. Like, goddamn, he knew nothing wrong. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean the the Steelers. So I mean, I I think I think they'll have a rebound here, you know, as long as you know Ben, Big Ben stays healthy. So uh, 
Juju might pay off or Juju might come back to hurt her because, like I said, that's a second-round pick. So, Yeah, that's a that's a hefty price, man. It, yeah, it's damn. a big price. So she, apparently she has faith in him. So, okay. Um, her her other keeper, now, you know, of course, people, everybody can keep up, up to four players. They don't have to keep four. They can keep up to four. But uh, she only, uh, Mama, Mama's boys only elected to keep two. So her second one would be Debo Samuel. Of the 49ers, um, young talent. Uh, last year was his rookie year. I liked him. I I liked I liked him coming out of college. Um, even though I don't like the 49ers, I mean, I told Manny, I told everybody, I like this guy because I drafted him on my on one of my teams, on my dynasty team. So he's guys with me for a long time. Um, so for that, since she picked him up off of waivers, it's going to cost her an 11th round pick. Which is, I mean, it's not. It's that's good. That's really good. Yeah, that's a good price. Yeah, that's not it, he would have probably gotten drafted in the fifth or sixth round. So that's 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 a good price for Debo Samuel. Um, now it's going down down the line. Oh well, we're gonna jump from the first pick onto the last pick, which is number ten. Um, team name goaded. Is it goaded or? Hmm. It says goaded. Oh, yeah. Okay, goaded. Yeah, goaded. Um, that's uh, that's Nathan. You know, my son. Um, he decided he decided to step up to the plate this year and uh, give give it a, give it a shot. So he took over. He took Goody over. Uh, uh, what's your name's team? Uh, Sharon. Yeah. What's the name? It was, it was, yeah. uh, it was all right. It was all right. All right, team. You know, hopefully he could. Hope, hopefully he could oh, do more I mean, too. Yeah, he's got some. Uh, he's got some he good really keepers, does, man. You know? um, his first keeper was uh, was an NFL Russian Russian uh, league winner. You know, led led the league in rushing. Derrick Henry. Um, he finally he finally came he came around. I mean, that... Yeah, for sure, in a big way. So um, now, in order to keep him, he had to give up his second round pick. Which, I mean, if you ask me, that it's worth it. Because you hell know, yeah, the chances I are he'll worth it too. Yeah, for sure. Oh hell yeah, for sure. Yeah, depending on yeah, who exactly. you know who got him. Mm, so, you know, and and I I I'll, I'll, I do not believe that the Titans will let Derrick Henry go to waste. You know, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna run him to the ground. I mean, the guy's a monster. He's a freaking beast. You know, he just literally runs over players, dude. It's a tank, man. It's almost crazy when you watch it. Like he looks like it looks like you're playing Madden and like you like upgraded your character to like the biggest stature, the like the tallest and just all the attributes I mean, on that. It really is if you think about it, if, if he's running towards the safety, <laughs> you know, that safety's like he's towering over that safety. That safety's like Fuck this! Like I'm gonna fucking, yeah, I'm gonna dude. go for his feet. I mean, shit, you know, he probably fucking kick me to the side. So, I would hate to get like, I would hate to get like stiff armed by that boy. Like that would just make me feel so weak. Like God dang, yeah, he's a big boy. Uh, I'd probably just try to trip him. I'd probably just like dive low and like grab yeah, his ankle yeah, or yeah. something. I mean, that's, that's practically what they do. I mean, he's even fucking bigger than bigger than those linebackers. Yeah, boy, that guy is huge. So, jeez, 
I'm glad yeah. the Heat are coming into the zone. So that was a good one. Uh, his second keeper was uh, DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Um, he had a pretty good year last year. Um, now, what they say about you know, which I I passed this uh, this uh, it's not news. It's like what what I guess what they say what they say about wide receivers is it takes them three three years to break out. So DJ Moore is going to be going into his third year. Mm. You know, and oh. I believe he was top. I believe he was top twelve or thirteen in the NFL as a wide receiver this past year. I don't have the numbers mm-hmm. right in front of me, but I was like, look, you know, he's going into his third year. They say a wide receiver breaks out in year three, and he was drafted in the fifth round. So he would he's he'd give up. He's given up his fourth round to keep him. And I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean, that's probably around the range he's going to go. Is there any other? Is there any updates on like the QB yeah, situation they, they for the Panthers? A, they signed Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, you man, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah you're so, right. Okay. okay, he's okay. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, he can. He's a game manager. You know, he's he's all right. I mean, they're going to throw the ball to him, of course. Because he's their number one wide receiver. Yeah, so he's yeah. going to get some so, points. So I mean, sure. I, I think I think those were smart smart keepers, you know, to say the least. So. And so no, we'll mm-hmm. see again. And we'll see at the draft too. I mean, he's gonna. He's like, I mean, look, you know, he's. You know, there's no secret. He's gonna rely on me leading up to the draft. I told him I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd give him my yeah. rankings and I would let him look at it. You know, I, but at the draft, you're on your own. Like, you got, you got to figure this stuff out. Can't can't help you there. So. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, moving on to the. And this is actually he was he was he's picked ten, but pick number two is. Uh, <laughs> Three six one blue demons. Miguel, Miguel Miguel. So he decided to keep um I think this is yeah, this will be a second year with Marlon Mack, and he has to give up his eighth round pick. Um now before the draft, NFL draft, I would have said, Yeah, that's it's worth it to pay that, you know, eighth rounder. Um, but the at the draft, the Colts the Colts decided to draft a, a running back, which was highly touted as one of the best coming out, coming into the draft with Jonathan Taylor. Um, and now the way they're talking now is like it's going to be like, you know, a, not even a – this is weird. They, would, they didn't even call it a one-two punch. They called it a one-one punch. I don't know what that means. Oh, my God. What the hell? Like they're not yeah, no, they are. Yeah, no, like, they are. They're calling them both, calling them both ones. Oh, okay. I mean, maybe they're trying to say like they see them both as RB ones, but you know, just through technicalities, they have to name one no, of them I mean, RB two. It's, it's taken away from they, when you draft a running back that high, and you plan to keep your current running back. It's taken away from him, which he's not. He's not going to have as good a year as was portrayed before the draft. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's for sure. You know, so, um, yeah, like I said, that was probably smart before the draft, but now I just don't see Marlon Mack doing much of anything, making the, you know, being up there in the rankings. So, um, that's what's tricky about the fantasy, man, because, like, 
you could on paper you could have like a really good player in the NFL, but like you know if you don't take into account something like that, like they got another top running back coming in, like you know they might not do as well as you sure. would think, yeah. you know. But I mean, I guess it's up. We'll see. This is the NFL, you know, anything can happen. Um, second keeper was uh, Devontae Parker, which he he picked him up off of waivers. But his other, his next keeper too, he picked him up off of waivers too. So one of them has to get bumped up in in a draft pick given up, which is you know it, the way he, the way Devontae Parker performed last year. He finally, in year five, actually broke out. So maybe it was just a coaching prior to you know the, the current regime that's there that held him down or didn't really do much with him. Um, but he's given up a tenth round pick for him. Okay, maybe you know something we don't, bro. Maybe he's got a little little yeah. secret or something. He was he was he was a good uh, receiver last year. He really was. You know. Yeah, you know what I mean. He his name did come up like you know often, and I mean a lot of those games, or maybe if not all those games, he won. Miguel talking about, uh, I'm per- I think I remember Devonte Parker doing good in all those games. Yeah, he I think, um, probably middle of the season towards the end. That's that's when he really started to show up at games. Um, which look, the prior coach Adam Gase. I mean, the guy he sucks. He's uh, I don't know how he keeps on getting <laughs> jobs in the NFL, but he is horrible. So maybe, dude, maybe he just is like friends with a lot of the people in the company, like, you know, coaches and other staff. And maybe that's just how maybe they're just like, man, we don't want to go through the trouble of interviewing a stranger and all that. You know, at least we could hire this our home. Yes, I, I don't know. Good talker or something. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that guy sucks, though. I mean, you know, he doesn't. When it comes to talent, he just doesn't know how to use them. So, I will, well, but he's with the Jets. He's not with the Dolphins anymore. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, his next, his next keeper, he decided to let. He elected to keep three. So, his next keeper is uh, the you know the loser himself, Jimmy Trash. Uh, this boy, I knew, like, man, he had a pause. I was like, he couldn't just say his name. I want y'all to know that he sent Jay sent me an outline for the cast, and everybody has their regular name on there except for Jimmy. It says uh, Jimmy Mr. Trash. Mr. <laughs> Choke, 2019 himself or 2020. Yeah, <laughs> man. Hey, he he had to know that that was gonna come if he if he lost or I mean oh, God, if him and his so team funny. lost. Um, so yeah. Um, so what what's your what what's your outlook for him this year? For who, Jimmy? Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know, man. I haven't even looked into him. I really haven't. Um, I, he's a look. He's he, he's a decent quarterback. I'm not gonna lie. He's a decent quarterback. Um. He, he he oh Miguel has given up an eleventh round pick for him, so that's okay, I guess. He was probably gonna go around that time anyways. Um Okay, yeah, true that. Like that's not a bad price at all. I mean that's I just, that's I mean, really I, good price actually. I just think he has I think he has a problem in the spotlight, man. I mean that's I mean he look if the, if that defense is as good next year as they are were this year, which never happens, like it never happens that way. Never. 
like they're never as good the next year, mm-hmm. you know, but if they're decent, I guess, and you no, know, they're running backs or, you know, or all right, you know, he'll have, he'll have a decent year. He'll be, he'll be middle of the pack. I mean, I'm not going to lie. He'll be right there around from like, I don't know, quarterback 12 to 15 or 16, something like that. You know, he won't be, he won't be bad. What, uh, what year is this that he's about to play? Like uh, how many years has he been in the league? Like five, five, five or six. Like for sure. I think. Oh, okay. I'll, okay. I'll, so yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for sure. More than three. Pats for like three or four years, at least, I, I believe at least like three years. Yeah, yeah, he was a Brady's his first backup, year right. in San Francisco. He tore his uh, Achilles or his ACL or something, so he missed. Oh no, not Achilles. I'm sorry, ACL. So he missed that year, and then there was last year. Maybe like I, th- I believe year six. I believe. Yeah, man. I mean, I uh, oh, I had asked that to kind of. I was thinking, you know, maybe he can come away from this loss and you know, choose to just grind and, like, make himself better, you know, and I because I do think that, yeah, he folds under that spotlight, but, I mean, damn, I, I hope that he chooses to rise to the occasion and not kind of just duck back down into, like, the darkness, you know. Hold, hold on, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Minor interruption, folks. Okay, all right, all right. Sorry, I'm back. I'm back. Um, yeah, I just. I mean, we'll see. It just he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't strike me as somebody who would like work hard in the off season. Just. Oh, dude! Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, he's probably. There was actually a story that came out about uh, the Forty ers too after the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, oh, I never brought shit. it up. Uh, like, I guess everybody had their scheduled parties after the Super Bowl. Now, a lot of these players yes. who, you know, they came out and they, you know, who had been on losing teams, you know, said, you know, they, they were never in the mood to party, nothing like that. They wanted to just go back home and get back to grinding and figure out what they did wrong, fix it so they can get back there. Well, apparently the 49ers were at this, were at a party. They had they had paid for Little Wayne to uh, be their entertainment, um, mm. and they were just all like nonchalant, like, "Oh well, we lost the Super Bowl, yeah, whatever." <laughs> I mean, dude, honestly, I could totally see. I mean, of course, you would have wanted wanted to win, and you know, the, like a lot of people have that mentality in sports that, like, you know. If you if you came in second, you're the first loser yeah. or something like you know that type stuff. But I could totally see that. Hey man, you know they kind of look at the facts. Look at the last time they were even in that situation. And I mean, also people would tell you not to be down on yourself. So maybe they were just trying to look for that that positivity. Like, hey, we lost, but damn, look how far we came though. You know what I'm saying? And, but no, uh, that's wild. I didn't hear that. I don't know. Party for me, up, baby. I know that you're a lost Manny. Like three years ago, when I when I should have won, <laughs> oh my god, but I didn't. Um, the, only, the only thing on my mind was getting onto uh, grinding, you know, about players and all that, just so I could come out 
I mean, to make sure I win the following year. And I mean, and this is just fantasy football. So, I mean, I don't know. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do what they did. And I mean, if, if they're, I mean, I'm pretty sure they are, but if they're keeping them as like, you know, a starter, then shit. I mean, quarterback starter of, you know, a Super Bowl team. That's a, that's a lot of pressure right there. That's a lot of responsibility. And I mean, to what you were saying about, like, you don't see him as somebody who would work hard. Like for me, I don't see him at least for right now that somebody could like light the fire under somebody's ass. Like, I don't know if you remember whenever Brady last year, like it was one of the Patriots games and they were losing to, I don't know who. And like Brady was like kind of yelling at the players. Like we got to be faster. We got to yeah. think better. You know what I'm saying? I don't think, I don't see Jimmy right now at the level that he could rally up the boys and, you know, get them fired yeah, I mean, up. But I guess it re- remains to be seen this coming year. So, I don't know. Uh, moving yeah, on. Sure. We're going to move on to one. Was it the number three on the draft, on the draft board? M- is that MRT or is that Mr. T? I'm thinking he's trying to do like Mr. T, like, you know, Mr. Terrell, oh. and then whatever that 71 is. Maybe, maybe 71 I is his, never uh, his birth year. Maybe. About Terrell. Holy shit. All right. All right. All right. Now it makes sense. I was like, <laughs> MRT. I'm like, what's that? I'm thinking MTR, motion to revoke. I'm like, what? What is he talking about? <laughs> motion to revoke. Right, well, what's that? Number three. Um, on the draft board is uh, Mr. T71. <clears throat> this is our newcomer, um, Dirk. He's our newcomer to the league. Now, look, he took over a good team. He took over a really good team. Okay. This team, you know, if the previous owner was still with us, he probably would have kept a few more players. Um, but, I mean, he had, um, you could tell he, was, he knew, he probably knew he wasn't going to win last year. But he was set. He was setting up for this year, and mm. I mean, it's too bad he went out like he did. But, um, yeah, Mister Mister T himself could have kept a few more players, but he didn't. And we're also going to get for some sure. elephant in the room about his team. Um, but his first keeper was well, only keeper Nick Chubb for a tenth round pick, which the previous owner had kept him. They picked him up off of waivers, and so last year he paid an eleventh round pick. He got him two years ago. So this is his second year with Nick Chubb. He could keep him for next year as well. Now, okay, with that being said, um, about his team, you know, having a good team. He – oh, no, I'm sorry. He, you know, he, he has he has one more keeper. I'm sorry. And I, I, you didn't see him on the list because I forgot to write him down. He's keeping Chris Godwin. Okay. Okay. Chris Godwin was drafted Ooh. in the sixth round. So, meaning he has to give up mm-hmm. a fifth round of this year. Now, with that being said, yes, Chris Godwin, for what, the last two, three years, you know, football analysts, fantasy football analysts, regular football analysts have been waiting for this guy to break out. Okay. This, you know, he, but he had gotten hurt in the past and, you know, he just wasn't performing. Well, he finally broke out last year. Yeah, and then the hell yeah, one. he did. Okay, he was number two. He was he was the second ranked wide receiver in fantasy football last year. 
only behind Michael Thomas. Okay, so you would think he he found his niche. You know, he you know, right? He would he figured yeah. it out, I would think. Okay. Now I would think Mr. T is new to this fantasy football thing. And basically, I don't, I don't think he watches football as much as he probably will be next year, but he doesn't understand how this works, okay? Now, I know a lot I know a lot of people might try to feel one way about me or, you know, say well he he'll you know, Jay's always going to I don't know. I don't want to say cheat, but always looking to get an upper edge or, you know, but look, you know, as commissioner, yeah, league, my job is to make sure everybody is fair. Trades are fair. Everything is fair. Okay. Nobody, especially, especially a newcomer doesn't get ripped off. Okay. Now, look, there was a trade that I blocked mm-hmm. on Friday night. As I mean, I, I know I brought it up to you the other night. Um, it was uh, it was actually my co-commission, mm-hmm. which I mean, whatever you know, he wanted to try to pull something. You know, go ahead, but it wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna let it happen. But he, I don't know if he convinced him over time, or he got he was getting Mister T to trade Chris Godwin for an eighth round pick. Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, anybody that I know that had a comment about that, nobody, everybody, everybody was in agreement that that that's a right. that's a, that's rip a big off right rip there. Off. And yeah. I would, I mean, if, if I were to let that trade go through, can you imagine the, you know, how people in the league would have been just up in a roar, like, what the hell? You know, like he, yeah, you know, yeah, he, yeah. he he knew what he was doing. He knew he was going to rip him off. You know, I couldn't, and so I couldn't let that go through. I'm sorry. You know, and if it would have been like, yeah, I, like sure. I, I know, I told him in the message, if it would have been a fourth round pick, whatever, I would have been like, okay, you know, a fourth round pick, that's close enough for me, I guess. You know, I'm, I still think I would have been too low, but I, if it was fourth round, I would have pushed it through. Like, well, I mean, he's a, he's he he got cl- close to Ferris. Yeah, I mean. In the, yeah, I mean, I guess like the way you could even think about it, like in like a to be safe terms, is he if he were to keep him, he has to give up a fifth. So if he's going to trade him, he's going to trade him for an eighth. Like that means you're going to be trading somebody who's all the way down, you know, to your eighth pick, and you traded him for somebody who's a fifth mm-hmm. round. Like you know what I'm saying. So, it, like, just looking at it like that, you know what I'm saying, it, it doesn't really make too much sense. Unless there was, like, some, you know, outside influence, like he got hurt or something, that you would want to do that, that right. trade. Right. No. I mean, it's just, I mean, the fair is fair. I mean, and anybody can say whatever they want. Like, oh, you know, like, I would have, or I try to pull stuff in the past. No, I, I haven't. I haven't tried to pull stuff in the past. I've always been fair because I know all eyes are on me when it comes to trades, you know, so I always end up giving a little bit more just so nobody will be like, oh, no, he's ripping him off, you know, and that's just how I am, and so you know, if anybody wants, just try to speak out and say, no, he's he would have done it too. No, I wouldn't have. As a matter of fact, I even thought about trying to offer a trade to Mr. T, for Chris Godwin, but I was thinking I was mm-hmm. I was thinking I'd give a third round pickup, but I didn't. 
Exactly, because I yeah, that's, that's fair, much better. Because you know, I know how these player rankings work. So you know, Manning, I'm sorry, but couldn't let it go through, man. You know, I got to keep it fair. You can say whatever you want. You can say, oh, it's just because I wasn't in the trade. No, it had nothing to do with that. You know. I think he knows well enough. Like, I don't think he's taking it too hard because, I mean, you could probably ask him, like, okay, if you had Chris Godwin, would you accept eighth-round pick for him? And, I mean, he if he's going – unless he's going to lie, I think he'd hard, be hard-pressed to say that, you know what I'm saying, he would take that because that's, that's a very low offer. And I get the whole bargaining thing. Like, hey, you know, uh, you just offer the lowest – and you know, even if you're shocked that they take it, well, if they take it, you know, do it. But we we got that second that second level of you know review. And he had told me he would never pay above an eighth round pick for a wide receiver. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's why I was saying, like, unless he's going live, because I mean, obviously now that he's in this situation, it doesn't help his case to be like, oh yeah, no, nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take eighth round for Chris Godwin. Like, so he's going to try to make it seem like, oh, yeah. Like, what do you mean? I'd do that. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Like, I don't know. I think, I don't think he would do that, man. Like, <laughs> I was come on. cracking up when he told me that. I was like, well, man, <laughs> okay, dude, I guess if you want. I mean, like, there's, I would, there was no way I would expect him to say that, yeah, he would do it. Yeah, but okay, yeah, that boy said it. I mean, it's, um, <laughs> Maybe that's why you're in the position you've been in the past two years. But hey, uh, what do I know? Right? You know, people depend on me for you know mm. they want to ask questions about the mm. league and about fantasy football. You know, I, I would think I know this stuff. You know, I pay close attention. But anyways, on. I mean, honestly, though, uh, those are some strong keepers from yeah. from Mister yeah. T. I mean, there, I don't have as much faith in Nick Chubb uh, as other people. You know, but I mean. I guess it's like I said uh, before. You know, I guess it's we'll, we'll see. You know, we'll find out. So uh, let me see here. We're on to pick number yes, one, sir. two, three. We're on to the fourth, fourth pick in the in the draft, which is uh, his truly, uh, the nation's comish, Mister Manny. Uh, that boy. He's keeping uh, Lamar and Jackson well. for a ninth round pick, which is good. That's good. I mean, I kind of, I kind of want to, I kind of want to ask him yeah, what, that's a, that's a what kind of draft pick he'd give up for a quarterback. You know, see where he's at. <laughs> damn it! He's like, yeah, uh, I just listened to your podcast. Damn it! <laughs> so, but I mean, Lamar Jackson, look, he was what MVP last year, number one quarterback in the league. Um, so you're giving up a ninth rounder to keep him? That's 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 good. That's real good. You got a steal right there. I'll let you get away with that steal. That's only because you drafted him. But uh, and then his <laughs> second keeper, Raheem Mousterd of the San Francisco 49ers for an 11th must. Oh, that's Raheem a good one. Must that's, that's a new one. Must start for an 11th round pick. <laughs> and my, here, here, now here's my <laughs> thing with 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 uh, with uh, Mousterd. Must start. Um, 49ers always run always run that running back by committee thing. There's always three or, three or four running backs they're always using. So to you know, to say, you know, 
I mean, does does Raheem have the talent to be an every week starter? I'm sure he does. You know, but Kyle Shanahan, you know, he's he's always been known to do that running back com- by committee, using two or three running backs at all times, or for every game. So, and I don't, I don't think he's going to make the impact that he did. Yeah, he did in the playoffs because I mean, everybody else was cut, was hurt, or not playing well. I don't think he's going to have that same impact in the regular season. So. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be, like, you know, the guy. Like, I feel like whenever you're playing fantasy and trying to pick, you know, uh, team uh, players, I feel like you want to kind of want the guy from yeah, exactly. that team yeah. or at least close to it, you know, because they're the ones going to get it, you know. So, I don't see him as, like, the I mean, like, who's the, who's, who's the other running the back uh, that they have? I remember you had him. Um, uh, crap. Uh. Damn, yeah, did yeah, I remember for real? He scored four touchdowns. Uh, dude, what Tevin the Coleman. hell? Um, oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Honestly, uh, I forgot that he was oh, he was on the Steelers. I... Yeah, so he, um, yeah. he. Oh, my he, bad, my that bad. That game against the Panthers, he scored four touchdowns. The next game. Maybe had like twenty rushing yards, you know. So they're always changing it up. Um, and they still have Tevin Coleman. They still have, which I don't understand why they still have this guy, but Jeremy McKinnon, this running back that got hurt last year, like not this past year, the, the previous year. And I mean, they keep. <laughs> I don't know why they keep this guy around, but they're like, you know, they're saying he's not able to cut yet. Like you know, cutting his runs. Like, dude, you've been like. You've been on the friggin' oh my god! Uh, you've been injured, you know, or the injured reserve list for like over a year. Like, bro, you got to get better sometime. Yeah, so I don't know. They're always, but like I said, they're always running like. Ah, uh, yeah, I would have expected yeah, them to make a recovery by now. Back, so I mean, you take you taking a chance there, but I mean, maybe they, I don't know, they have a change of heart. But yeah, man, I mean, try something new. Okay, but anyways, uh, moving on, moving on to pick number, what are we, pick number six, right? One, two, three, four. Oh, I'm sorry, pick number five. Pick number five, Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. Man, Dirty Harry mm-hmm. came so close this last year, man. Oh, God, dude, you almost Damn. had it, bro. You almost had it, bro. You almost had me. You had me, you had me shitting in my pants, that's for sure. You're right there. It's too late, bro. He he made you he made you bleed, and he tasted the blood. So now he's on you know, a, a he played, war. I don't doubt it. he could be. Like he was, woo, man. I was like, I was like, <laughs> this boy Jay was uh, stressing. I remember that game, dude. Oh shit! I look. I remember like while it was going on. I don't know. I might have been at the movies or something, and I just remember looking at the y'all's game, and I was like, "Damn! Like, are you serious? Harry's about to win this shit." And I didn't look at it for like you know until like the end of the night, and then I was like, "Wow, this boy by the skin Amazing. of his teeth." Thank yeah. So, but yeah, okay, yeah. dirty Harry's looking. He's looking for. Uh, he's looking for some, some redemption this year. Um, I don't blame him. 
Uh, so his first keeper, which I don't I mean, this one's questionable, but what I guess. He's keeping George Kittle for a first-round pick. Yeah, I saw that, man. Uh, I won't lie. I mean, especially for a tight end, that's, uh, that's, that's a high price. High. I mean, it's the highest you know, first-round pick. That's too high, if you ask me. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, who do you, who else did he have like on his oh, team bro, that was like had, worth uh, keeping? There were you know? several people. He had that that rock, that wide receiver um, from the Titans. He was a rookie. Oh, uh, Allen no. was it Allen or what was? Fuck, what was the name? It wasn't Marquise Brown. That was that guy. I forget. But, Ravens, I, but this one, no, this other guy, AJ Brown. I think it is something like that. I think um, he was. You know, he had oh, a pretty okay. good year. He could have kept him. He has several people, but I mean, no, nah, he can't keep McCaffrey, up McCaffrey he drafted, huh? drafted him in the first round. He was the first pick nice. off here, so, mm, so I mean, I guess to each their own. But yeah, for me, a tight end in the first round, you know, you got to worry about running backs, wide receivers. Um, those have to be your bread and butter for your team, obviously. You know, not not your tight end unless he's going to catch, I don't know, 150 catches in one year and you can't miss and you can't, you don't want to miss out on him. But <laughs> I mean, hey, we'll see. Um, um, now let me see here. Oh, his second keeper is that uh, Kenyon Drake for the Cardinals. Oh, sure. Let that boy yeah. slip in, well, I mean, in between my fingers. On the 11th round, but I mean, I mean, you couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I mean, you couldn't blame me. I mean, you know, maybe I could have like just like kept them on the bench and waited it out. But yeah, shit, man. He went to the Cardinals and that first game he had like what like a yeah. hundred something yards. I was like, damn. So. Maybe they maybe they'll, well, they'll use I guess him more. That was the whole plan. The they, re- they re-signed him to. Uh, I don't know if they re-signed him and put a franchise tag for one year. Um, I mean, he, I always thought Kenyon Drake was a good running back, but just in the wrong system. Um, <clears throat> I guess we'll see. We'll see. With, we'll see this Ooh. year with the mm-hmm. Cardinals. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie. Cardinals look like they have a good team. You know, especially when they got uh, what's his name, Hopkins, DeAndre, Hop- DeAndre Hopkins, in that trade. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, yeah. awesome trade. I mean, on their I, end, I think. I, mean, uh, shit. I, I think. I think Manny <laughs> was on the phone with them whenever they were trading with the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was the consultant. Uh, but I mean, uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, he, he's he's a good keeper. I don't know. Like I said, Kittle uh, is yet well, yet to be seen. But hey, man, you got the fifth pick, so I'll see you. Uh, see you in August, Mister Harry. Uh, coming in now at one, hmm. two, three, four. Shit, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, at number six is uh, comebacks revenge. Um. Uh, my brother, he's um, hey, look, he his keepers. I like what he's doing. I like, you know, he's especially his last one, but uh, he's keeping Aaron Jones for an eighth round pick, um, running back for the Green Bay Packers. 
he was a top ten running back last year. So yeah, he was. That's not a bad. That's not a bad pick. Um, so we'll see this year. Or they keeper. did. They did draft a running back in in the in in the draft. The Packers did kind of high. So I mean, yeah. I know Aaron Jones is he's in the last year of his contract with the Packers. So maybe they don't think they'll be able to resign him after this year. So, um, so in other words, this is this is like a this is what they call a contract year for Aaron Jones. He's playing for that big contract, so you, you know he's gonna you know he's gonna come out firing on all cylinders, wanting that big contract. Yep. Yeah, we were gonna be looking at him. So, I mean, if he does shitty, that might affect oh, you know the people that, looking that, that at him to, to pick him up. Sure. Um, his next keeper, Mark Andrews, tied in for the Ravens, giving up an 11th round pick. He, the guy's a, the guy's a top 10 tight end. So I, I think that was a good price he paid for him. And, and his, uh, yeah. well, the real bargain is his last, bargain. his last one, Josh Allen for a 16th round, 16th round pick. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's 16th. Holy shit. Damn. Okay, I wrote the uh, I wrote down the wrong thing. Damn, that's a really good I mean, the price. Then, yeah, that's the bargain so. for sure. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that was a steal. I know he was asking me. I was like, dude, you're paying yeah. you're paying peanuts on the dollar for the quarterback. Like, shit, keep him. Like I would have done the same no thing too. Lie. So, and I, sure. I, I feel I feel as though he's gonna have a <clears throat> he's gonna have a pretty good year this year. So I mean that's that's that's, that's gonna be real interesting in the division year in. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, yeah you're not lying, you on man. One side, and then you're I'm ready, have, uh, baby. Dre got in front of you on the other side. Dre, remember, remember. Dre, oh, Dre, I damn it! What are you? Are you taking him? Oh shit! That's right. <clears throat> are you? Uh, are you oh, still? Right, are you yeah, going to put Manny over there on your side or what? He's mine, bro. Look, I was going to take it easy this year too. Oh, bro. okay. I, I really was, man. I, I was going to take it easy, but once he started <laughs> to try to call me out, I was like, "Boy, he just woke. He just woke up this goat. Woke woke me up." Yeah. What about Harry? Did you keep Harry over there too? Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought be, a, be a yeah, I want to see that. Insane, yeah, it's, it's going to be a different year. Coming different here. Uh, coming in now, uh, so yeah, he's gonna he's had some good picks. So, um, coming in at number seven. Um, speaking of your nemesis, Mile High Squad. So uh, she ended up keeping uh, Jared oh, Cook for a tenth round pick, which is good. You know, he did it right. He did it right with the Saints. Uh, I like her next one though. Uh, Cortland Sutton for an eleventh round oh. pick. So that guy's gonna that guy's good price probably man. Gonna break out this year. Um and uh Harrison Butker for the fourteenth round pick. And he's a kicker. So that's that's yeah, he's, he's a kicker. Oh, okay. for the I, like, he's I a don't know kicker. who that is. So oh okay. I wrote down Harrison, Harrison Butter. Butter here. <laughs> I thought I said butter. Um, yeah, I thought I said butter. So she's, good, <laughs> she's got some good picks there. Um, now you're gonna have to watch out for her this year too. Because this is like her team, like you know, the yeah, last man, year I mean, and the year prior where she took over halfway through, that wasn't really her team, you know, that was a team she took over, so she just dealt with it. Yep, this will be so her from, from scratch from the start. Oh I remember years past, 
whenever uh like yeah it's been been like what six years or so six seven years but oh my god she used to just like she had my number and i was like god i could never get past her i'm like god damn dude like fuck let me just let me just beat you one time like she's the final boss for real, man. <laughs> Let me I just like, beat you I one time. Damn it. It gets me. It gets me. <laughs> She's right, on your coattails, yeah. man. Yeah. This year, yeah. Um, now, coming in now, at, what is this? You're, I think you have the eighth pick, right? Yeah. Or ninth. What? Uh, what is this one? Yeah, you have yeah. two, no, eight, three, because, four. Five, well, I wrote goaded. Yeah, nine. He's a he's a tenth pick. So, so this is pick number eight. Uh, oh, okay, Robbie all right, boys. This is your team? This is you? Um, Austin Eckler for a seventh round. I mean, can't really complain about that. That's that's pretty good. You know, he was probably going to go in the top yeah, three rounds. So, um, I was. He did. He got he a new contract. Made a little name for the buyer beware out there. Um, it's not going to have the same quarterback. Mm. And that. So mm. they actually have a quarterback. Okay, so that could go out of way, huh? So instead of sitting there in the pocket, just waiting for somebody, he might just ah. take off and run rather than pass it or dump it off to Austin Eckler. So I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, he's going to go to shit or anything. Like that. I'm just saying, like, it's going to be a. It's going to be somewhat of an adjustment for him in the beginning. So it's a change, you know, change to look at. Look, I mean, most of his yards, most of his damage was done on passing. So, um, I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you know, he'll improve his running, you know, because he literally, I think he only had like around 500 yards rushing for the year. Yeah, I was seeing that. I was like, wow. Hopefully. Holy shit. Um, your next pick, I mean, your next pick, your next keeper, Dak Prescott for an 11th rounder if he ends up playing. Mm. I know, man. What's up? What do you think is going on with I that? Know, what do you think is going I on inside his head, bro? Me, which makes sense that he's he's worried about the guaranteed cash in, the, in that contract. Oh yeah, I because I, uh, honestly, at first I, I was like, "What's so bad about being franchise tagged?" But then, like, I kind of like find found out because, I mean, it's it's pretty much like the Cowboys are like claiming ownership of him, but they haven't gotten to the official no, franchise number. Franchise tag means you're gonna get right? paid. Is that pretty much what it is. Equivalent of what the highest paid player at your position is in the league. The only thing is, if you get hurt. And let's say you get an injury, you, you sustain an injury that knocks you out of football for good in week three, whatever, week three or week four. Everything after that mm. week, you don't get paid because you're not playing. Mm. So, I mean, really, is that like the, the biggest like weak point of being franchise tag? Like, is that the reason why... I mean, people are kind of treating mean, it like it's a taboo word, like, you know. Like, they don't matter enough, maybe, that they're getting, that they can't work out a deal. I don't know. 
I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to get hurt, you know, but I, I, I don't know. Who knows what he's really thinking? I'm, maybe. Do you think that, like, because before all this came about, like, the things that I heard said about Prescott was that, you know, he was a team player. Like, he kind of – he was accepting less money, Ooh. wasn't he, for, like, the past whatever years, like a couple years. Uh, Prescott, wasn't he well, accepting, I mean, he was like, on, less was, money was, than people were saying contract. that he could get? And Still, you know, so that was – you know, it is what okay, it is. Okay, okay. He got drafted, I forget what round, like – fourth or something like that fifth so nobody even anticipated him to do as well as he did you know so that's true so, I won't lie because uh, I got him um, off of waivers last I don't know. year I think it's I, like I said I think it's having to do with the guaranteed money I think the first contract had like 17 million guaranteed out of the whole thing um, but I guess we'll I, you know if you ask me they, they did sign Andy Dalton um, just in case, you know, as like a, just in case Prescott can't work a deal and he doesn't play. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I would hope they get a deal done. Is, no, like, is, what, what would be the deadline or has deadline it already to, passed, to like, to where... Tank. Yeah, that, yeah, I think. Oh, that's... okay. When is that? Has that already passed? No, I think that passes. On I was going to say, I was like, I thought already... June first or July first, one of those days. I think it's June first. It passes. Oh. Okay, so it's still some like I mean it's getting close, yeah, but and, still uh, like a little like week there. I mean, I would hope I would hope they do get work something out, but like I said, who knows? I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Um. But yeah, so I mean, so you got to stand. as long as both your players play. I mean, that's a good start. That's a good start for your team. Yeah, man. We'll uh, we'll see what's up, man. I mean, there's some other people I was kind of like debating, but I wanted to leave myself open to all right, you know, all right. some, Fair enough. some new Fair greener enough. pastures. Um, next up, um, uh, it, me, I have the ninth round. I mean, ninth round. I have the ninth pick in in the draft. Um, I mean, no secret. I was going to keep Patrick Mahomes. You know, that's my golden ticket right there. It's been my golden ticket. Um, <laughs> I, let me see. I I gave up uh, ninth round this year. Um, yeah, I I because tra- I traded my tenth round to you for players who I never fucking should have because fuck, goddamn yeah. it, I didn't do shit. Um, but oh well. And also, uh, yeah, so. I was like, who else I keep? I kept. Oh, I traded for Miles Sanders. That's right. Well, that one's a little bit expensive right there because I traded Miles. Oh. I mean, I traded for Miles Sanders from Mister T, and I gave him an eighth round and a twelfth round. Maybe that's where Manny got the idea for eighth round. But oh, so he's like, oh, so he'll take eighth Miles round. Sanders, yeah, okay, he was in the top fifteen to twenty in the running backs. You know, but the thing is, he still has Byron yeah, Scott sure. their backup, and they're also looking to sign a veteran running back. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, they say he's going to do well this year, but he, uh, who knows? Who really knows? I mean, earlier how I was talking about, like, you know, me hearing about certain players that they have more faith in than others, like Miles Sanders was one of them talking about the Eagles, like, 
They were saying, yeah. like, you know, oh, yeah, definitely. be on yeah, the watch out for that guy pretty much. So, you know. um, that was all the keepers right there, folks. Mm. Now, before we go, I'm going to go a little, go over a little draft etiquette for those who have are new to the draft or leading up to the draft. As These serve as, like, small reminders. Okay, so uh, number one, be prepared with your list. Meaning, you know, players you want to target. Mm-hmm. Um, look, don't don't walk in, don't walk in blind. You're really shooting yourself in the foot there. With that, you know, do your homework. Um, so I know, and of course, Drew can attest to this. This happened to him last year, which he he re, you you rebounded good. You you had a good rebound, Hell quickly, yeah. but. I mean, if it wasn't for, let's say, Brian, who had a list or whatever, you know, you would have been screwed. You'd been, like, on your phone, like, crap. You're right. That's very true, man. Like, that was that was probably the biggest thing that I took away from this after the draft and then even after it was over. Like, man, I just need to yeah. have so, everything I need with me right yeah, there. Yeah, be prepared. Um, number two, be on time. Okay, so let's say – I scheduled the draft at 5 p.m. You know, be there 10 minutes early. You know, so we don't you don't have you don't have to keep people waiting, you know, who are ready to start the draft or who only have a certain amount of time. So you know, that's it. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, Harry comes in from out of town. If he does that again this this uh this year, you know. He's coming in from out of town. You wouldn't he want was, people I mean, who are traveling that like, long what, distance. 30, to be 45 minutes early. So, I and mean, he was driving Houston. Yeah. So, oh, shit. Be on time, folks. Um, number three. Nice. No talking about players' health during draft. <clears throat> now, this one's a big one for me. It, you know, I haven't really made a, made a point about it this year as I did last year, but we had an issue the previous year of, with somebody you know, kind of throwing somebody off by saying, you know, by talking about a player's health. And then they ended up drafting them right after. You know, it was like, it was, it, man, it, it burned me to the soul. I was, God, I was living after that. That just really gets to me, you know. So, look, while the draft is going on, don't start talking about if a player's still hurt, you know, what happened with after this guy's surgery, or, you know, don't get cute, you know. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's just the uh, right number thing four to do. is kind of like number three, but don't try to sway people on players during the draft. You know, don't you know? Don't when someone's going through a draft, somebody don't be like, "Well, are you really sure you want to draft that guy? Are you really? I don't know. Maybe go this or no. Just look, folks. Just let the draft happen. Um. Hmm. Uh, is there something you want to add to all, to all that? To what? It's not even a lot. It's just four points I made. But um, yeah. I mean, no. Nah, I mean, like you pretty much covered it all, man. I think, uh, like you know, the on time, no, like the no talking and the no trying to sway people. Like those are like you know, be polite. Like that should be obvious. But the the be prepared is. I think, yeah, definitely, like, the biggest one as far as, like, to benefit anybody that's new, like, 
yeah, just make sure you show up with your paperwork, you know, study a little bit the day before or something at least and kind of have an idea who you're, who you're going for and even little and, backup you know, plans in new, case you don't get those um, people. If you're so. listening, <clears throat> look, I, look I, I've said this in past years. I'll say it again. I help everybody. Even, even, even throughout the year, if somebody has a question, I help them out. You know, I help you before the draft. I'll help you after the draft. I just won't help you during the draft, during your own. But, you know, just ask me. Just ask. I'll help. You know, um, I'm not going to turn you down. You know, even if you text me at 3 or 4 in the morning, I still – chances are I might still be awake. Or if not, I'll, I'll, I'll sure I'll be awake shortly after, you know, a few hours after that. But, you know, just ask me. I'll give you an honest answer. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, now – I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a quick point about trades too. I know we talked about that already, but you know, let's just look. Let's keep it fair. You know, always. Sometimes you might have to give more than you want, but if you really want the player, you just might have to do that. You know, so keep it fair. You know, these people that are new that are coming into their own, they're they, they don't know any better. So no, let's not take advantage of them. You know, because. And as we found out, I'm not going to let it happen. So don't make an ass out of yourself or a fool out of yourself, and you know, try to rip people off. Just don't do that. You know, do the right thing. I agree. Yeah, man. Exactly. We're all just yeah. trying to have yeah. fun. You know, I, mean, I know this is fantasy football, but with everybody having their own respective teams, you know, it's it goes a little further than just that. You know, so. Yeah, just do the right thing, you know. Look, we've been mm-hmm. doing good, good as a league, you know. We've, we're fair. Um, there's, you know, of course, there's no cheating. You can't cheat, you know. Obviously, if you know, even if I tried to cheat on on the app, it would notify the whole league right away what I did. You know, like oh, he changed the points in a certain game, you know, whatever. You know, it would mm-hmm. learn automatically. Um, learn how the rules work of the league. So that way you're not stumbling all over yourself trying to figure out why something happened, why it went down a certain way. You know, just find, figure out the rules. Go over the scoring. Go go over the point system. Go over all that just so you kind of get it down. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Um, I guess Word up. so what we'll do is uh, for this episode, we'll count that as this coming week. And so we'll get together the following week. Like Monday or Tuesday. I don't know if they're still closed. Okay. All right. All right. Um, well, folks, yeah, man. That um, sounds good for Andrew um, and um, and myself. You have a good uh, good week. Uh, stay safe. Um, remember to cover your mouth when you cough. Uh, when when you wipe your ass, wipe hmm, front to back, clean, not, front to, not back to front. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're not. All right, Wolf pack is back, cause I'm mass destruction. Gas to see it, but bad boys arresting it. Testing competition, win the war, that's their mission. Not no mercy, see the rings like the street. If you don't know, you better find out the wolf pack. Here to prove a point, number one, just believe that you don't want to test it with them. I'll be here for them. Come in the ring with them, you're never walking out again. Don't turn your back on the wolf pack.